Where are all these people here? There's too many people on this earth. We need a new plague. Who are all these people? Welcome back, everybody, to Ready Gamer One. I'm Brandon Loera, and back from his trip to LA from E3, it's Ben Cornett. What's up, dude? Hey, thanks, Brandon. It's good to be home. Showing off. Yeah. I thought you were going to stay at uh, LA for forever. Almost. I almost did. It's great, right? It is. You know, every time I'm out in California, I have a harder time uh, coming back. You should do it. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> So you have somebody that lives in L.A.? Yeah, I mean, that'd be cool. I, I visited there one time, and I really enjoyed it. Like, it was in the summer, too, and it mm-hmm. was, like, it was 60 degrees all the time. Like, I don't know if that's, like, a constant thing, but it was heaven. Yeah, that was not the constant this week. We'll oh. get into that. Oh. <laughs> all right. Well, before we dig into this E3 thing, uh, we're introducing a new feature to Ready Gamer 1, the yeah. sound segue. Uh, this week is a familiar sound from TV's Batman series in honor of the late Adam West. Rest in peace. Yeah, the uh, the bat signal shined on uh, downtown City Hall in L.A. On uh, Are you serious? Yeah, on Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday night. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, oh, that's awesome. A lot of people out. Um, but yeah, from billionaire crime fighter Bruce Wayne Batman to being the mayor of Quahog, Adam West has been a part of a lot of our lives in this kind of culture. So... That's why we wanted to introduce uh, the sound. Well, we wanted to introduce the sound segue to make it a little bit more easier for our listeners. But um, the specific use of this week's sound segue is the uh, good old Batman. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So did uh, did any of the other Batmans like say anything or because I didn't I didn't notice them like. No, like I a... was only downtown LA for a hot minute. I was then I went back to downtown uh, Pasadena and um, really, really got to see some cool stuff downtown Pasadena. I had a good time, like like the desert and stuff. No, just a bunch <laughs> of little old ladies. Oh, <laughs> your favorite? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, so a lot of people are saying that. At, at E3 that Nintendo actually won this year. Yeah. What, what do you think about that? You know, I, I don't think uh, Nintendo or Microsoft or even Sony won E3. Um, I, I, I'm I'm kind of actually uh, in agreement with Xbox's uh, or Microsoft, whoever their president is saying. Uh, Phil Spencer? Yeah, thank you. I, I kept thinking Spencer, but I couldn't think of his first name. Yeah, everybody won E3 uh, because we're all gamers. So we are really the real winners here. Um, there shouldn't really be a console war. And actually, thanks to Microsoft and Nintendo, there's starting to not be one. Because uh, you're going to be able to use, uh, what was it, Minecraft is going to be able to be played on the Switch with your Nintendo account? Or right. with your Microsoft account? That's pretty sweet. Kind of. Continue, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but everyone in the audience, I mean, we, we were the real winners. Now, that being said... Uh, Nintendo had a great presence at E3. I mean, everybody was excited. They had, uh, you know, they they announced so many new things that we're really really excited about. And and to see how they had set up their booth really looked great. The the problem with being at E3 this year 
was that this was also the first year that it was open to the public, or at least open to the public at an affordable cost. I feel like uh, anybody could buy a pass previously for about a thousand dollars. Oh God! Now you know this this year it was offered at if you got in the early bird line it was I think one hundred and forty. The other price was two hundred, which is a way affordable ticket. Yeah, that's true. So the convention hall itself doesn't ever feel like it ever gets the proper amount of airflow, and that's even speaking when I was there as a member of the press uh, from a couple years ago. And as a bigger guy, it's just uncomfortable. And when you add about 2,000 more people, it gets worse, especially when it hits 96 degrees. Only (laughs) 2,000? I feel like that was what the ticket count was for the additional, like the free passes, or not the free passes, but the uh, public passes. But you got to understand, there's usually already about 10,000 or so already in attendance from press. Okay. I mean, the Hyrule Herald, we didn't get one this year, but based on what the reply was, we were about, I think they said about 100 normal views shy of what we would have been able to get, which is kind of stupid, in my opinion, but... They have set policies. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I probably could have called and argued it because um, I know that uh, we, we, we worked for somebody that did that before, too. So Sad day. Yeah, a little bit. The goods and bads from E3, um, you know, they I definitely feel that they catered it a little bit more to the fan experience. Um, there were more kiosks and snack and little hangout areas, uh, which was kind of cool to see. However, <laughs> you know, being six foot five and with really, really long dancers legs. I can't get a good stride, and I hate the feeling. Like, picture taking a toddler that you want to teach to walk, and you put their little feet on top of your feet, and you take very small steps. That is about the walking speed you get at E3. Mind you, the rest of your upper body feels like it's in a mosh pit that's constantly moving. So, uh, you know... I had fun, but I also um, am pretty sure that I destroyed two shirts from just being soaked in sweat and other people's sweat. Not my favorite day. Um. <laughs> Dear God. Yeah. I also came up with a game. Uh, I, I invented a game at E3. Uh, it was called uh, E3 2017 Line Simulator. <laughs> I and, knew it was going to be a simulator game. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, some games are so easy to do. Um, when Nintendo opens their theme parks, though, really, back in the day before E3 became a big thing, uh, Nintendo used to do their own private event, kind of like what Blizzard does with BlizzCon. Yeah. Nintendo needs to do that when they open up uh, Super Nintendo Land. They need to invite their, their patrons to these theme parks, which will then better their partnership with Universal and uh, will also invite uh, a lot of their loyal fans to attend a Nintendo-exclusive event. Oh, my God. So, like, they'll just have, like, their directs and and treehouse live and all their conferences at super nintendo land <laughs> yeah which i mean they're gonna have uh the one in japan one in uh florida and then i think think the plan is to do one in hollywood as well it just would make sense i mean it's not a it's not a bad idea yeah but you know usually uh and comparing this to 2015's e3 that i attended um i played i feel like on the average of the three days I was there in 2015, I played probably four demos a day. I only got through four demos this week. Seriously? That's how long the lines were. Yeah, it was really bad. Um, I feel like uh, they didn't have the appropriate setup, or maybe the booths needed to be like set up a little differently. But you know, it's a it's a live and learn thing because this was the first year that they actually opened it up to a lot of a different audience. So, so real quick, what what would you say the average wait time would be for lines? Averaging, I would say at least two and a half to three hours, definitely. Um, I feel like I waited at least four hours to play Super Mario Odyssey. Four hours? Four hours. And it was worth it for that one. Well, yeah, of course. It was two hours for Splatoon. See, that kind of reminds me of uh, back in the day when I used to go to water parks. And it, I mean, like, you would go there just 
to wait in line basically for for that amount of time, like no joke, and just be uh, bacon, you know, actual bacon out in the sun because yep. it was so so hot. You're sweating, and you you, you wait four hours just to do like a, a ten second thing. It makes no sense. Yeah, short of it having a, a dunk tank or something involved at E3 where it would have been easier to get soaked that way, uh-huh. uh, that's exactly what happened. It was, uh, you stood in line, got soaked with sweaty nerds, and uh, it, it just, you know, honestly, Brandon, you know what the truth is? I had a can of Axe in my uh, bag, because yeah. I always carry my shoulder bag with me. Gross. Yeah, I was dousing not only myself, but like if I got near people that were like just oh my, I'm like I would hand it to them. Like it was like the same equivalent of like offering someone a breath mint. Like no, this isn't like a, a suggestion or anything. This is like a dead ringer hint. Take this, spray who, yourself, and save the world. Who has axe? <laughs> who has axe? I'm a bro. I, you know. Oh, Ben's a bro. I didn't even know that. I thought I, like, I would be the bro. I like to smell like an axe. Yeah, you are an axe. anyway so can you tell us a little bit about since you were the the man in charge over there the demos or whatever yeah i mean so i really only got to play three of them i got to play uh, splatoon 2 super mario odyssey and destiny 2 um i watched people playing arms i I didn't want to wait in line for arms because um and we'll talk about this in a little bit but um arms is just not really on my radar it looks fun and it's definitely going to be a game i'll add to my switch collection but it's not not anything that i'm rushing to get right now Mm. and arms was actually just released um yesterday uh so it's available now you know now that you're listening to this podcast (laughs) the the 16th right is the yeah which was uh yesterday today is the 17th okay so we are officially into day one. I was actually I was trying to find day one sales to see if we could talk about them, but could not find anything as of this morning. So I did watch people playing uh, the new Wolfenstein game. Yeah. And uh, the setting for that looked really cool. It was like in a dystopian, gross looking diner. Uh, and they all had like their own little booths with uh, PCs in them. So it was, it was a really cool event design. But the line for that was really long, too. So and actually, I, I tried to play Destiny 2 on, uh, on PlayStation and or Xbox. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? I'll just go to where they have because the, they had a PC demo there. I think it was Nvidia was running a booth, and they had Destiny Two on uh, on their demos, and no one was really paying attention to them. So that line that was probably <laughs> the shortest line. It was like about forty five minutes to an hour. You know, we got to play Destiny for probably about twenty minutes, which actually was pretty good. I feel like that was the longest time I got to play any of the games. Okay, let's see. Out of all the 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 demos that you saw and played, which one would you? say got you most excited super mario odyssey hands down yeah i feel like that's a given yeah you know i mean seeing the the trailer uh not even the one that was released this week for e3 but uh, the first trailer for the uh when they announced the switch and everything i was like well it's a real open world mario game how's it gonna go is it gonna be okay what are we looking at i'm always interested to see how the controls are going to work for the game and to see that play out and uh how it was all done was really really awesome they did a good job with this game well i guess we can delve into the specifics of that later i don't want to get too ahead of myself but um i guess the 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 first item to discuss is the new breath of the wild dlc that nintendo showed off yeah that got some cheers um when they when they started talking about breath of the wild a little bit uh, on the floor so that's good a year later it's uh it's still getting some good uh fan feedback. well not even a full year later really it's like what six months later (laughs) three months later so the official title isn't isn't it like Trial of the Sword, or is um, it? I think that is actually like the uh, the end game uh, dungeon because um, that's kind of like the uh, Cavern of Trials or whatever from uh, Twilight Princess. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So like Master Trial, it releases June 30th, so in about 13 days from yeah, today. Yep. So like I said, it includes the Trial of the Sword, which is cool. Um, and then the Hero's Path, uh, it shows where you've traveled on the map, mm-hmm. uh, which is very helpful. Um, maybe it'll help you to get some shrines that you're like, oh, well, where where else can I possibly go? I've 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 walked everywhere, and then you look on the hero's path, and you see like there's that one tiny open spot by like a mountain or something. So that's helpful. Yeah, I think that's going to be really beneficial to the game. Because personally, for me, I had well, I stopped playing uh, once I finished it, but uh, I had about 108, 110, or 112 for the shrines. So it's getting harder and harder to. Uh, find those shrines i don't want to look them up and then there's also a master mode difficulty now the master mode difficulty looked very interesting from what they showed on the the direct or whatever because like the the bokoblins um one of their camps was in the water yeah and like they were on rafts with octo balloons or, or something like that and they just started they just like rose and it was so crazy. And then Link just, you know, hit the balloons down and, and most of them just fall to their death or whatever. But that was that was really cool. I've never seen a camp, you know, sort of being introduced that way. It's very different. I think uh, earlier when we all talked about the fact that they were doing the DLC for Breath of the Wild, I, I feel like all of our, even when Lucas was still doing this with us, we, I think we all kind of took the opinion that why are you doing DLC for a game that should have been completed by now? But it's because I, th- I feel like they wanted to test the waters and good for them. I'm actually this, that, that trailer alone really actually made me decide, okay, I'm just going to buy the season pass and I'm gonna have both of the uh, DLC combos that come out this year. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm totally on board for the DLC. I'm not upset about it. Plus I think it's running at about 20 bucks for the, uh, for, for the, uh, full pass, isn't it? I think so. so. I mean, unless it, unless it goes up soon. Yeah. There's some other small cosmetic things. You can get the Korok mask to help find hidden Koroks, and nobody gives a crap about that. Uh, yeah, who wants cause... that gold you get? <laughs> that's that's like the thing in the office where um, Dwight's like, uh, lesson learned, some things aren't worth doing, or something like that. <laughs> and uh, there's also other costumes. Um Obviously, Ben's favorite Tingle costume. And, I can't wait. I can't uh, wait to play as Tingle. Of course, he'll he'll <laughs> Link will be as Tingle, and then Ben will be in his Tingle costume as well. Don't don't judge. That sounded very judgmental. Uh, well, you must have misheard. Um, also, Phantom Hourglass. In case anybody's wondering. Yeah, that uh, that Guardian from uh, Phantom Hourglass looks really sweet. Yeah, I love that a lot. I wonder what the uh, the buffs and bonuses are to that one. I'd be curious. Yeah. And then later on down the line, there's Champions Ballad, Ballad uh, for Holiday 2017. And yeah, they don't have a definitive date yet. Yeah, don't know what it involves, but, I mean, basically just obviously the Champions and Princess Zelda. But uh, other than that, just the announcement of the four Amiibos... Uh, the champion amiibos. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, and they look really cool. Um, they had um, uh, they had them on display out in uh, L.A. So they just like in a little like in a little glass box. Oh, that's beautiful. Did you take a picture? No, I couldn't get close enough with my camera. I kept getting shine back. What a jerk! Well, it was moist in that arena, dude. <laughs> <laughs> was it just a like a waterfall over that box or what? No, it was just a bunch of nerd tears. Ugh. Close. 
nerd tears. <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about arms. Yeah, arms. Uh, so as we said earlier, arms released to the public uh, yesterday, and as of our recording time this morning, we we don't have an estimate as to how many units have been sold so far. But arms did have a playable demo on the uh, E3 show floor. I did not wait in that line. Um, also, the prizes that they were giving out didn't look really all that great. Um, so, the, you know, I, I make a conscious choice when I get in these lines for Nintendo. Am I going to get some good swag? If I'm not going to get good swag, that's not <laughs> worth my time. And I'll come back to that about Super Mario Odyssey because I did not get my hat, by the way. What, what, did, what was the prize for arms? Just like some nasty underwear or... I think it was just a pin. no, <laughs> no. I think it was just a pin. Uh, I didn't see anybody with like a, like a, anything else. Like they they seem to be doing t-shirts and hats for everything else. So I'm guessing that was also the same for them. But all I saw were people that had like little arms uh, a logo uh, and it was a pin. a pen or a pin pin like that you would put on your lapel. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, no, they Nintendo doesn't give out ink pens They're not <laughs> that cheap. But yeah, the uh, the people that were playing it looked like they were very involved. Uh, they looked like they were having a lot of fun as well. So um, there, there's definitely something right with that game. Uh, to me, this is just one of those games that I'm kind of on the fence with. Um, I, I didn't get a chance to actually do the full um, test punch. So I, I probably really should have gotten in that line instead of Splatoon 2. But, you know, I knew what swag was being given away with Splatoon 2, so I chose Splatoon 2. But that being said, um, the reception on the Florida Arms was, was just very positive, and I'm anxious to see what the real user feedback will be after this week. So hopefully next week we'll have some numbers and we'll have uh, some better discussion about Arms. Uh, it looks very promising. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's not it's not on my radar, really. I mean, it, it looked okay. Yeah, I don't know. I figure I'll just wait for it for a little bit. Um, I really need to catch up with, with like Mario Kart 8, ARMS, and then Splatoon 2. And speaking of, yeah, you were pretty excited about that one. So it it's, you know, obviously you played the demo for this. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think about it? Was it, did, did it play like a, a true successor to it or how did it feel? Yeah, no, uh, Splatoon 2 is definitely going to be worthy of being a sequel game. It, and in most regards, uh, a good Nintendo sequel game to, to boot. It seems like they've cleaned up a lot of the things that were minor issues in the first round of Splatoon. There's um, just so much um, from what I could see. Now, obviously, we probably had like an unlocked playable demo that we were playing. but mm-hmm. um, So yeah. what, what can you tell us about Splatoon 2 and how, how did it change? Is there anything different about it? Um, you know, the the aesthetics for the uh, the system uh, are very similar to, um, or for the menu, I should say, are very similar to what they were for the Wii U. Uh, global matchmaking, etc. Obviously, we were put like in a private matchmaking. It was a four versus four kind of a setup, um, and it was actually the the way that they had the line going around for uh, all the different uh, uh, demos. Uh, people could watch and then they would also start cheering you on so they started cheering like our team on big time because we were awesome <laughs> also i started uh you know throwing my arms in the air like come on guys come on really cheers on <laughs> not really <laughs> um but um no it, it it was it was a lot of fun it was definitely worth waiting in line for that game uh even though i'd already played the uh the test fire um i'm not a splatoon master by any means uh, but damn if I didn't hold first, second, and third place for each of the rounds that we got to play. So that also kind of worried me, either that I was playing with against four other people that are just terrible, mm-hmm. or... <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so yeah, you, you played the best out of three. So we lost, uh, the second round and I, I kind of blame myself for that. Cause I switched my weapon. I used one of the new rollers and I'm not usually one of those people that use the rollers. So, but I ended up getting second in that round. <laughs> it seems like a disadvantage to use a roller. Am I, is that wrong? Um, I feel like if you know how to, how to use it, it's not, um, the last round I used, uh, the, the bucket, like the paint bucket or whatever, where I'm just throwing crap all over the place. I'm like, huh, I'm actually really good with this one. <laughs> it's just like a, a grenade launcher. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> just really close range. Yeah, uh, the new maps look really well. Um, look really well. Of course, they, they yeah, they uh, they added in some new elements of uh, suicide. You know, um, <laughs> if you're not paying attention, you're going to jump off and hit the water, which is... Weird, because the inklings that you would think would be okay in water, they don't do really well in water. Hmm. <laughs> so, Interesting. But yeah, as I kind of mentioned a little earlier, uh, there's a lot of customizable objects that they'll be able to wear with new buffs and different stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that, that's going to be really cool. Ultimately, Splatoon 2, is I think that's going to be a big hit for the Switch. Um, and I think it'd be a grand slam if they get this party system figured out and make it better. Um, and, and that's the truth. If, if Nintendo can revitalize their party system and if actually if with this Xbox partnership kind of thing going on. Speaking of that, we do need to mention for a second, uh, about the Minecraft situation because that, 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 that whole system of talking via your phone and going into the Nintendo Minecraft, whatever, and then signing on using yeah, Xbox lost. Live account. <laughs> <laughs> it is ridiculous. And like I don't know if that that hoary double connection thing is a real thing. I, I maybe they just made it up. I'm not sure, but that looks so complicated. I I'm not looking forward to party chat in any capacity for the Switch right for, now. For for something that they've done a lot of right with, this is still something they've done a lot of wrong with. They do not know how people talk. Yeah. Uh, as a, a simple study of uh, Xbox or Sony would have really, really helped them out, but they did not want to utilize that route for some stupid reason. Just make it as simple as possible. You don't want to make it complicated. Come on. No, the, Nintendo is all about steps. We do not want steps. We want right now. And, but, I mean, if, if you think about who they are as a company, the steps make sense because they, do, they take steps to protect their children that are playing, and that's fine. I get that. But you know what? Have two different modes for the party system. Well, then let that's what the parental controls are for. Exactly. Whenever you have a PS4 or an Xbox One, the, the parents can enter a code or whatever, and then they're not allowed to go online. Or if they are, they can't use uh, microphones or can't hear anybody. That's that's what you need to do. You yeah, that's to do all this crap. Well, because they have that switch app, right, where you can set the parental controls. Because, uh, you know, the, the commercial for that was uh, Baby Bowser with, uh, you know, with Bowser. You know, and, and Bowser walks in and is like having an anxiety attack over what his son is doing. <laughs> Bowser doesn't care. <laughs> he is he is a bad guy, but apparently he's a good dad. <laughs> uh, well, he's a good dad and a good pimp now. So, speaking of pimp, Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah, man, uh, that's a big one. So oh. lay it on us. Oh, Tell us man. about it. What a fun game this is going to be. Yeah. The most amazing thing for me, I mean, I'll, I'll talk about the gameplay in a minute, but what I had a hard time with was playing a new Donk City, uh, and I actually had to stress the K because the last time I listened to this podcast and I said that, it did not sound like I said that. 
sounded like I said something else. Um, <laughs> it reminded me a lot of Liberty City from Grand Theft Auto 4. While still being in like a Mario aesthetic, it was just alive and awesome. Um, and I know that that is such a minor detail in the grand scheme of things, but that is just, it just blew me away. The gameplay uh, is very similar to Super Mario Sunshine, Super Mario 64, you know, the, the traditional open world Mario game. Uh, only that it also has seemed to incorporate a little bit of Breath of the Wild. And by that, I mean, you can almost solve all these puzzles in multiple ways. There is no set one path. So that's awesome. And that was one of the best things about Breath of the Wild. I think everyone has appreciated that about Breath of the Wild is that, oh, you know, uh, we're still finding videos on YouTube of people blowing themselves up to like launch themselves into the end level of uh, of the shrines. And that's hilarious yep. and, and creative. So I'm, I'm sure in a few months when uh, Super Mario Odyssey is released, we're going to see a lot of people doing crazy different tricks, you know, utilizing the cap to, you know, become other things. And, and find other ways through levels. It looks fun. The music's great. Sound effects are great. I feel like Charles Martinet really did a lot of extra work for this. Um, so <laughs> uh, that was good. It was great to see him this week too, by the way. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was there. He was there. And speaking of, before I forget, um, do, do you remember the, the release date? It's like October or something. I don't feel like they confirmed it. Was that Did they confirm it for October? I swear to God. It was there. It said 10-something 2017. Wow, that's way earlier than I thought it was. I was still thinking this was going to be like a post-Thanksgiving kind of a Black Friday release. Well, I'll look it up, and then you can continue to talk about it so I don't uh, steer anybody wrong. Yeah, I mean, this this is going to be a game that we're going to talk about for um, for the next couple episodes, I'm sure. Uh, it'll be in our, in our minds. The other big thing about this week that I noticed uh, online... Uh, in, in the social media forums for uh, for Super Mario Odyssey is the fact that everyone has gone nuts for the song that's being sung by Pauline, I'll Be Your One-Up Girl, Okay, which was the song that was used in the new trailer. Yeah. Um, which that, that thing, I had that in my head all week, and I'm like, I haven't watched the trailer that much. And they're like, oh, duh. They had that thing blaring all over the place because that was the theme for the uh, for the Nintendo area at, on the showroom floor was um, Super Mario Odyssey. And it looked wonderful. They did a great set design and everything. It looked beautiful, very vivid color. Um, so it kind of felt like you were really, after playing the demo and then being out on the showroom floor, I was like, wow, I kind of feel like I'm actually in New Donk City. And uh, I would imagine Brian would probably say, yeah, that's how I felt. I felt like I was in Hyrule when I was there last year. So, but It looked very immersive. Uh, they, they did a yeah. really good job on it. Yeah, it was it was really good. I found it. It's October 27th, 2017. I was right. Wow. Okay, that's still really early for uh, what I was thinking. I, I definitely thought that this was going to be a November release. I mean, uh, and I was worried about it when I was playing. I thought, well, this is a smart move for them to let us play it because then that gives them like a, a, a Hail Mary if they need to go back and do some editing because that's kind of what they did with Star Fox. Um, but I don't think even if they found like, oh, everyone hates this game, we got to really go back. This game would have still been released by the end of the year. That's good. That That's exciting. That gives me something to look forward to in October then. Show enough. Uh, and then, oh, crap. Uh, you didn't talk about uh, Mario and, and Rabbit's Kingdom. Yeah, so I, I tried to find uh, a place uh, that had that in as, as a demo, and there was a small little table. Like, they had, like, a little picnic area uh, set up. It's kind of like the little central park of uh, New Donk City in the center of the showroom floor. <laughs> um, and they had Mario and Rabbids. They had uh, FIFA. And then they had, oh, they had another game. And I can't remember what it was. 
but no one was playing Mario and Rabbids. And I'm like, where's the line for this? I'll play the game. I mean, I've, I've come to the realization that I think I'm going to be okay with the game. And the reason for that is that after watching this new trailer, this game is basically the Mario version of XCOM. And I'm actually okay with that. I think that'll be fun. Now, I know that you don't like the Rabbids, and that's fine. Also, I've never played XCOM, so I don't know what that means. Um, Kind of like a strategy game. Uh, so it'll, it'll it's going to be a different Mario game all the way around, but it's going to be fun. It really will be. I mean, listen, I thought the new trailer didn't look bad. Yeah, the new one that was released this week actually made the game look a lot better. The, the gameplay of it didn't make sense to me. I mean, it said it was turn-based, but I couldn't tell that it was turn-based uh, all that much. Um, there was just a couple of, like, stilted movement things, but I mean... Still, it looked very smooth. I, I couldn't tell when one began and the, the, the next, uh, or, or it ended and the next began. And um, I don't know. I mean, it, it looked nice. I liked the, uh, like, the ogre rabbit that came out of nowhere, the piranha plant. Oh, the Donkey Kong one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kind of reminded that was, me. They had a big statue of him that you could take uh, take a picture with. Oh, seriously? So, yeah. Um, I got a picture of the thingy. Um, the thing that's kind of a disappointment is when you don't have somebody that you're going with E3 showroom floor. So when you don't have somebody that can go along with you, uh, it kind of becomes harder to get pictures taken because uh, you just don't want to ask random strangers, hey, you want to hold my expensive phone and take a picture for a minute? Oh, and by the way, if you run off, I'm screwed. <laughs> <laughs> but first, let me take a selfie. Yeah, exactly. You should have taken a selfie stick. Yeah. Don't you no. Don't you have one? Dude. I might carry axe, but I'm not that much of a bro. I don't need a selfie stick. I have, along with my six foot five long dancer's legs, I also have a pretty good arm stretch. That's true. I guess you don't need one. Yeah, my my wingspan is pretty good. <laughs> uh, but that's a cool. That's cool that the statue was there. How 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 big was it? Like twenty feet? That's what she said. <laughs> Yeah, that that's actually probably pretty pretty fair. I'd say at least twenty twenty five f- foot. I mean, it was huge. <laughs> All right, well, let's segue into uh, Destiny 2. I know you don't have a lot to talk about, but uh, just just kind of reiterate what you were saying before. So, you know, I mean, the truth is I, I, I tried to get in line to play it at Sony, and the line was like four hours there. So I was like, okay, I'll go to the other building where Microsoft's at. I'm sure they're going to have a demo of it. Microsoft did have a demo of it, but it was not a very big demo. Like Sony had, like, I feel like they had like 40 terminals set up just playing destiny oh goodness um yeah like it was huge um i feel like microsoft had like maybe six but microsoft was so hard to maneuver around but on my way back uh to go back because it's like oh you know what i'll go back i'll go to the nvidia booth because i know that they were playing destiny for the pc um they were showing off destiny 2 because it's, it's going to be on pc uh and it's gonna be great i literally was bumped into by the big show the pro wrestler the big show and let me tell you something. That guy looks huge on TV. He's huge in real life. I don't even remember what he looks like. I mean, he's 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 a tall guy. And you know, uh, during during this week uh, on Wednesday, I, I had met with somebody, and we were talking. You know, cause he the other guy I met with, uh, he was he was a taller guy too. I think he was actually a little bit taller than me, which is odd. We had talked about being on airplanes and the fact that when you bring your tray table down. Uh, you know, when you're taller, the tray table never is completely at rest. It's always on your knees. So if you move, your tray table goes up. You know, it's just it's, it's being tall sucks. Mm-hmm. But back to Destiny 2. Right. Destiny 2. I got to play that for the PC um, and it was wonderful. 
it uh, it was very clean. It looked very crisp, um, and it just it, it just felt like playing Destiny, um, but it looked like an advanced version. So, essentially, everything that we've joked about with Destiny One being the beta test has finally come true. Destiny Two actually does look like the legit finished package product that we should have gotten a couple years ago. But hey, there's still hope that it will still be better than that. <laughs> so, so not many variations from uh, the original Destiny. For gameplay-wise, no, not really. Um, you know, s- still clicking, well, clicking point and whatnot. It was, it was, it was weird with a keyboard and mouse. Do you use? Do you have? Have you ever played PC before? Uh, for first-person shooters, I'm not particularly good with that. Um, I played Overwatch a little bit that way, but you know, after having uh, played Overwatch on my Xbox and played it on the PC. I will take playing Overwatch with a controller. Now, you could opt out. You know, you could play it with the controller or you could use the keyboard and mouse. And I played it for about 10 minutes with the keyboard and mouse. I'm like, okay, fine. I'm going to put the controller in. And, uh, you know, so I was able to, they, they let me reboot and redo that. And because uh, they wanted everyone to have a, a fair chance at trying it uh, both ways. Destiny is, is just always going to be a controller game. Always will be. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I feel that way too. And I've never, I mean, granted, I've never played on PC. So, I, I mean, I'm sure it's a, better experience for first person shooters but i don't know i just i just i just like the feel of the controller and i don't know i guess i'm not as good with the keyboard that um than i am with the controller and if i was doing a pc that i'd end up putting like a usb controller in anyway so yeah Yeah, it's the same thing but uh, is there any other Nintendo games that you, you want to talk about? Uh, well, so I mean, we got some some cool previews. We saw that uh, there's a sequel or maybe a, a, another take on uh, the Wooly characters from Yoshi. The Yoshi Wooly World is looking to get another sequel game, which looks kind of good. That'll be on the Switch. That's right. It looked nice. These were not playable demos. Okay. But then there was also the announcement for uh, the new Kirby game, hey. uh, which looks like it's four player, which it, is awesome. It looks so good. Yeah, so it's kind of like a new Super Kirby Brothers, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can play all all four at the same time, and uh, it looks kind of neat. What else was there to talk about that really, really caught my attention? Oh, you know what? Smash Brothers was not announced. And, you know, you and I kind of talked about this last week, and I was like, they're not going to announce Smash Brothers. I mean, they've acknowledged that they're working on it. Yeah. Um, the, the only other big surprise that came out of uh, E3 for me was that uh, Miyamoto accidentally confirmed uh, Pikmin 4 coming out oh god <laughs> uh, which is you know he, he he loves that franchise um i'm not a big fan of those games but you know what if that's what the creator likes then i'm gonna like it too yeah yeah i definitely am not a fan of those games <laughs> yeah for sure so uh but uh going back to mario and uh rabbits that's actually coming mm-hmm. out i believe middle or end of august yeah that doesn't surprise me they w- probably want to distance themselves a little bit to give mario odyssey a little bit more of a push um but yeah, um, a, a multiplayer Mario game on the Switch—that's great. You know, we already got Mario Kart Eight. Give us this uh, this Mario and Rabbids, and let's see where that goes. I love that we're getting so many release dates, um, and and soon, might I add. Hopefully, they don't yeah. get delayed. Not- I mean, really, if you look at it from now until next year, we have a lot to look forward to. From like exactly now in June till June 2018, we have a lot of releases coming out soon, uh, and that's awesome. Yeah. And what's even better is that they're not all strictly Nintendo titles. Like, we're talking third-party games. We're talking FIFA. We're talking, uh, you know, the NBA games. We're talking real games that are getting Nintendo back in the market. So that's great. They're doing a lot better with uh, third-party releases this time than they did with the Wii U. So this is wonderful. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it's, uh, 
remakes and rehashes, but um, and besides that, the one or two new IPs that they got going, I wish they do new IPs. But I understand. I mean, the, these are these are gonna make them money. You know, people are going to buy them regardless every single time. Yeah. Uh, and plus, new IPs are risky uh, for for companies at least because they don't know if people are gonna buy into it or. Like and that, see that's how, how arms is for me right because you know you and I are both sitting on the fence well you know we we, we both know we kind of want to get it but we also both still want to hear what other people are saying and if it's going to be worth our time and that is you know that's part of the risk is that if it gets negative feedback in the community then people are going to stop buying it and playing it um, you know Splatoon the first time that that game came out back in twenty. Was it 2014 when that trailer first came out for Splatoon? Everyone was like, okay, what the heck is this? And then when people finally got their hands on the game in 2015, they were like, oh my gosh, this game is fantastic. Everyone needs to play it. And it really, uh, like viral marketing really helped make that game what it was. So I don't know. ARMS, I don't feel has had as decent marketing as what Splatoon did. Um, It's on my radar, but it's not also on my radar of, oh my gosh, I have to have that game in my possession right now. Yeah, yeah, totally. So anything else you got? Yeah, so I mean, other than that, I know E3 was a good time. Um, it was it was a it was a wonderful experience. Um, surprised they announced as, uh, enough as what they did. Uh, was disappointed they didn't announce a couple games, but you know it is what it is. But I think that's going to wrap us up for this week on Ready Gamer One. We have a lot to look forward to in the next uh, few months. Arms obviously is released uh, yesterday, uh, and we'll be back next week. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, you're not you're not going to mention that before we. Mention what? Before we end this. Are you... You know what I'm talking about. Metroid Prime 4, bitches! Uh, Hell yeah. Oh my gosh. Last week, I told you. I said last week, Metroid is coming. Oh my god. No, it's not. And it is. And it's not only coming once, it's coming twice. That's what she said. Oh, that's what she said so hard. (laughs) But, like, I didn't... Wow. I mean, you totally proved me wrong. I did not expect that at all. It was just this feeling like a wave hit me, and I'm like, Metroid is coming to the Switch. I was like, Axiom, no, there's no way. And two, not one, but two. Yeah, we're getting the, uh, the it's basically, it sounds like it's kind of like the uh, cleanup version of the old Game Boy uh, Return of Samus, which is a great game, uh, and it set the stage for what happened in uh, Super Metroid. Um, but it also looks like it's going to utilize a lot of the cool features on the 3DS, which is awesome. And that was what Reggie was talking about the entire time. Like, we still have support coming for the 3DS. And it's like, yeah, right. You're not going to put anything good out on that system. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I saw um, a little bit of the trailer. I mean, I was I was done with E3 after watching the announcements because Sony's was abysmal. and Yeah, they uh, didn't have a great performance. I mean, dear Lord. They were like, oh, we held back. And... Golly, I mean, if not E3, then, I mean, I understand, like, Nintendo doesn't have their, their conference anymore, they have the directs, uh, uh, Sony is now putting everything into PSX, yeah. their conference, and so E3 is becoming, like, this not as big thing anymore, and now it's just, like, its own, like, Bethesda and Microsoft, and that's basically it, an EA and Bethesda really their their presence this year wasn't that great. They usually have a lot of cool stuff and I just did not find that to be the truth this year. You know who actually is benefiting a lot I feel from E3 is after walking that part of the floor was the indie gamers. They had a much bigger area this year 
and good for them. They had a lot of good interaction with their fans. And, you know, that's that those are the people right there that when the public is invited to that event, they get better feedback for their games than they do when they have the press there. The press is just there to play the big three, not the indie games. They don't care about the indie games. They don't care where they end up. Um, So, yeah, indie games really thrived uh, at E3 and it was a much bigger area this year. And for Bethesda, the game that I was talking about, about the Starfield was the name of the game, and they didn't talk about it. Oh, okay. That's that's the one that the, the sci-fi open world game that they were supposed to talk about did not happen. Hmm. Uh, was super upset. I mean, everyone was really upset with them about continuing to talk about Skyrim, which, you know, I can see that to a degree. Um, I, I can see why Nintendo's excited because you're know, like, oh, look, we, we added all the Breath of the Wild mods into Skyrim. But that's also not a great selling point to the game because it's like, okay, I'm just going to play Breath of the Wild. Oh, yay. Ten years ago. Oh, yay. Now Skyrim's on the freaking microwave and yeah. now it's on a rock. Yeah. Yeah. That's That's been my favorite meme that's came out of this week. <laughs> For sure. But no, the, the announcement of Metroid was just unbelievable um and Good actually it, it got announced i was on a, a subway train uh, heading to the convention center um <laughs> and i had like my phone started blowing up i'm like oh you know i'm instantly i'm like oh crap something bad's happened in real life and i'm seeing like all these messages come in from uh rob and then i'm seeing messages come in from like uh brian and other people from nintendo hogs like are you crapping your pants yet and i'm like okay, uh, something got announced. It must have been like the new Kid Icarus game I was hoping about because Lord knows, you know, I did feel Metroid was coming, but I didn't really think that they would do it. And I'm like, oh my God, they did announce Metroid Prime 4 and it's in development. So then my one buddy, Steve, uh, who used to be my, my roommate, he sent me a text. He's like, well, I just went and picked up a Switch because I saw they were putting Metroid Prime 4 out. And I thought, <laughs> all right. And then he's like, tell me about Splatoon. And I said, let me tell you about Splatoon. Nice. <laughs> so getting more followers and and more cult peasants. Yeah. Yes, we are. Speaking of cults. No. Um, Speaking of cults. Yeah. Well, I I walked by the Scientology building in Pasadena. <laughs> well, tomorrow we're having our Cult of the Dragon meeting at uh midnight. So be sure to come and uh, mm. pay your blood sacrifices and wear your robes. Wear your wear your robes or not or your naked. hoodies. It's, it's fine. Hoodies, naked robes, whatever you want. It's a pretty strict dress code, though. So come naked. If I had a nickel for every time I heard that. <laughs> but it's it's so crazy though because it was just that that opening the just the title. Yeah. Like there's nothing. They they're probably like six years from it launching. You know. That was the question a lot of us were discussing uh, in a group chat is when do we really think it's going to release? And my honest guess is that we'll probably see some footage probably in a year, but that game will not be out on the Switch until 2018, probably even into 2019. If it's not no. in 2018, it'll be early 2019. No, it, I'm, I'm, calling, I'm calling 2020 right now. 2020. 2020. You're saying in three years. Which could uh, possibly be towards the end of life for the switch. No, the switch isn't the Wii U, <laughs> or or just the end of life. Period. That's true. Twenty twenty twenty. It just sounds like the future apocalypse stuff. Also, sounds like a show that talks about uh, seeing things in the news. Also that. Also that. <laughs> but when I saw the uh, the trailer for the 3ds one, looked very cool. I'm totally into that. 
It looked really nice. Yeah, plus, you know, what's nice about it is that they're also going to have new Amiibo as well. Um, they got the one of Samus in the classic pose from the cover of uh, Return of Samus on the Game Boy. Uh, and then there is actually a Metroid that has broken out of uh, containment, and that looks really sweet. So Goodness, I cannot get any more Amiibo. This is insane. Yeah, I, I feel sorry for all the people who collect Amiibo. Like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I mean, uh, there there was some chat this week about um, people spending money on all these things, and it's already up to six hundred dollars for some of them. And I'm like, <laughs> what the heck do you guys do for a living? And I mean, I you know, I could go drop six hundred dollars on stuff, but it's like, I also um, you know, but then you'd have like to find having a roof over my head, <laughs> another place to live. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> you know, choices are choices. <laughs> priorities are priorities. Exactly. So uh, no, but I just. Um, that wave came over me. So, like, when everyone was, like, blowing my phone up asking me if I was excited, I'm like, no. I knew that it was going to happen. I just knew. I could feel it. The well, force was with me. <laughs> we we have a, a prophet on our show right now. So Well, no. I mean, and not for nothing. I'm usually pretty spot on on some good E3 predictions. Um, you know, I mean, my, my best one is I remember I got ridiculed for an article I wrote a couple years ago about a prediction for E3. And it was going to be that um, Mario Paint would be making its way back to yeah. the Wii U. I remember you and, saying that. And it's like everyone's like, oh, my gosh, they're not going to put Mario Paint on there. Are you kidding me? They have an art, art studio thing. I'm like, yeah, watch. They're going to have a Mario Paint, Paint game. And now, Mario what we got, yeah, we got Mario Maker, which is not exactly Mario Paint, but the aesthetic, the UI, that is basically a spiritual successor to Mario Paint. I mean. That is exactly what it is. It was along the same lines. Yeah, you're right. So, and, you know, I was actually really hoping that that would have been announced for the Switch. I really feel that that's a missed opportunity that they don't port that game to the Switch because that ended up being a really good hit for the uh, for the Wii U. It will. It will. Yeah. Um, Trust to me. To me, I, I feel that would be a holiday release this year. They're Mario. just probably not really announcing it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it doesn't. I'm sure it, it takes, like, no time at all, and they'll just do it like Bethesda did for, for uh, Fallout 4. And just be like, oh, hey, Mario Maker Deluxe opens or launches tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but in speaking of that, Legend of Zelda Maker, <laughs> Metroid Maker obviously didn't come up. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> clearly, uh, sad day, but <laughs> yeah, kind, of, a little off there. <laughs> kind of expected. Um, but anyway, do you have anything else, Ben? No, I mean, it was it was a great show. Um, it was, it was good to see Reggie fils again. Uh, it was good to see Charles Martinet, uh, you know, two people that I, I really respect. Um, you know, actually really, I, I got physical contact with Reggie this year. I got a fist bump, which made me happy. Hey. Um, and Charles Martinet, I got a hug with him. So that was good. Um, so yeah, Sexy. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's it's not that Reggie doesn't like the fans, but he's you know the president of the of the, comp- of the North America Nintendo, so yeah. he's like he's from one thing to the next, so he's like always on the move. Charles Martinet, on the other hand, uh, if you guys if you've not gone to his Instagram, go check out his Instagram. He loves number one videotaping random things, and he loves uh, interacting with fans. He is just the coolest dude you'd ever meet. He seems like a fun guy and like a really humble, nice dude. Yeah, he he loves his fans. You know, I mean, uh, and he's been doing the voice of Mario for what twenty some years. Yeah, I can't believe he's still doing it. So, and I, I mean, it's not just Mario too. I mean, he does Luigi, he does Waluigi, he does uh, yep. Wario. I mean, he he does all those voices, and he, it's just like it's like a trance that he goes into to do them. And so it's like <laughs> oh, you be, it's like 
Wow. <laughs> Job security. Absolutely. Let me tell you. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week's uh, longer episode about E3. Thank you, Ben, for giving us awesome feedback and your experiences from E3 2017 and providing all that awesome footage and pictures that you took on Facebook and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Be sure to join us next week for more discussion here on Ready Gamer One. Until next time, adios. Cheers, guys. It's time to jump up in the air.